0: Have you ever dreamed bigger dreams about your future? Do you want to achieve more in your life, but you always seem to come up just a little bit short? Would you like to succeed? My guess is the answer to most of those questions is yes. And man, you are in the right place today. Hey, my name's Brent, and if we're meeting for the first time, it's nice to meet you. I am the Fallible Man, and welcome to the Fallible Man podcast, your home for all things man husband, and father. We provide content to help men become the men they want to be. I have a special guest for you today. We're joined today by the corporate action hero, John Davis. John is an internationally known speaker, comedian, fight director, and action hero. That's right, guys. Action hero. This guy's resume is insane, and if you're not familiar with John, You are in for a treat today. I cannot wait to start this conversation. He has entertained our troops overseas with the USO for years, done conferences with top companies, brands. I'm I'm not going to name drop because it's not my place, but brands you know. When you look at his resume, it's, it's incredible. The companies he has worked with to help them develop their own teams and grow that way. Today, we're thrilled to have John here with us to discuss how to hack your mind for success. Be sure to stick around to the end as John's going to share his five F's of achievement, guys. I'm so excited for the show and it's just going to be great. We're going to roll to our intro and and we'll be
1: right back. This is the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for everything man, husband, and father. Here is your host, the Fallible Man, Brent Dowler.
0: Welcome back. Hey, we started today with John, and I, before we get to start on the show, I want you to go over to www.corporateactionhero.com slash free hyphen gif hyphen page dot html, and check out John's free ebook, Corporate Action Hero at 5F Workbook. Guys, you need to go get it. All you're going to do is share an email. He's not going to spam you, but go get your copy of this book. It will be even better because it will tie into what we're talking in today, and you guys will benefit greatly. John, so glad to have you on the show today. Thank you for being here with us. If you're listening. Well, it on... is a uh, privilege and an honor. Thanks for having me. And guys, if you're listening on the podcast, I'll have that link directly in the show notes as well as on the YouTube video notes, so you guys will hyperlink straight from there. Won't miss a thing. And actually, to make you make your your audience feel even better, they yeah. don't even actually have to give an email. They can just go there and download. No email. Hey, look yep, at that! I, I, that's a, that's a true free gift. That is awesome. So, guys, get yours today, and uh, we're going to keep going. John, this is the, welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast, and thanks for being here with us today. I really appreciate you taking time to be on the show. Well, I'm I'm excited to talk to you. It, it seems like you and I have some things in common. Well, I believe we do. I've been uh, doing some research and enjoying your content on YouTube. And guys, should go over and check his, his YouTube channel. He puts out a ton of daily content. We were just talking about it before the show. I I cannot imagine an upload schedule like that. So, <laughs> John, you have well, any... I I kind of cheat a little bit. I, I get them all out there at once. <laughs> uh, I, I think batch editing is about the only way to go, anyway. So, yeah, there are so many questions that I, I spent multiple days going over all the content after you and I got into contact, and there are just so many, so many questions that I would love to ask, but you know, if we go a little long, that's fine, but I, I've got to ask a couple before we get to the main point today. You've got to tell us, what is a comedy sword fighter? Because I, I don't know anybody <laughs> who that. would want to know the answer to that question. <laughs> I get that question quite a lot, because it is a, a rather confusing sort of thing, but um, I um, got my degree in architecture and was going off and in, in college, and uh when I was in college, somebody said, Hey, you want to go to a Renaissance festival? And I said, Sure. And I ended up going to a Renaissance festival and falling in love with Renaissance festivals. And um I put together a comedy show called Hack and Slash. Well, that comedy show is it's a sword fighting comedy show. Uh basically what it means is that I for many years was wearing tights and <laughs> and sort of try not to visualize. Try not to visualize. <laughs> um but I'm a real man. I'm i a, I'm a fallible man. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I did a comedy sword fighting show all over the world. That show took me to that show took me to 16 countries uh, on uh, six USO tours, wow. uh, and it gave me the opportunity to really do some amazing things. I I raised um, a whole bunch of money and, and things for charity with a, com- a comedy event we did with that show. That show was was a real amazing thing that led me to a lot of other things in my life as well. That's Does that answer your question? I That's, I feel like just almost the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> Is there like a place we can watch this online or? Uh, you, you could probably, I, you know, it's been a while since I've done it. You could probably search hack and slash mm-hmm. on YouTube and probably find pictures. But you have to put like hack and slash sword fighting because hack and slash was also some video game characters or something. Um, so you hack and slash sword fighting or renaissance festivals. You'll find old pictures of me with my long hair and my partner. We had some great, great fun stuff. Um, <laughs> and if you look, if you go to my website, Corporate Action Hero, um, I think I think somewhere on that site, there's a there's a clip of me doing a sword fight with uh, my old partner. Okay. I, I may have to see if I can uh, dig that out for the video release of this, see if I can find some clips before here and that. Well, I can send that to you too. Oh, okay. Yeah. That'd be cool. But I know that's on YouTube. Okay. So... I was going to ask you today, um, I really want to get into your how to hack your mind for success, but doing some research for the show uh, and discussing it with my wife, who's my partner in this, we discussed you have seemed to have several different careers over your lifetime. Just Mm -hmm. change after change. And right now, with the current state of life, there are a lot of people who have lost their jobs. There are a lot of people who those jobs may never come back as the industry changes because of all this. And so there are a lot of people hurting right there, right now, this time. And I think it would be beneficial for everybody if maybe you would share some insight with us as to how you have changed careers several times and you just seem to keep landing on your feet and you seem to have a great attitude about things and still be on the up and up, right? With everything, just happy in your life, you're living the life you want to live right now. And there are a lot of people who would benefit for knowing just how to transition to that next thing. When you weren't even expecting that necessarily. Can you give us some well, insights actually, on actually, that? The, oh, oh, no, the, actually this, this topic actually, um, actually ties directly in to, are you there? I'm here, did I lose something? okay, I think I lost you Hello, hello can you hear me so I, okay okay i I can hear you, but I can't see anyone. okay, the video's gone. We can keep going. I'll figure out the video as nope. we talk okay, okay, so i'll I'll start this piece over again. Okay. so you can edit um okay, well, it's a great question because of the fact that um the this the answer to this question dot ties directly into how to hack the mind. Um, when I say that it's, um, the, the reason I can, I learned this process it's a process I developed called the five F's, which that workbook is what is is shared, that free gift. is the five F workbook. Um, basically what happened just to, to back up, to tell you how I got the mindset that I could be so flexible and move through the various careers. Um, I, uh, when I was 22 years old, my dream in life was to be a stuntman. Um, And I was kind of floundering at that time. You know, I had already done, I started doing Renaissance festivals and I found a passion for stage combat and sword fighting and and I was really into it and it was just my thing. And I, I got to meet some of the the world's best fight directors and they told me I had talent and offered me their training for free. And so I was very excited about it and I I was very much in the space of, I am just, desiring, dying to be a stuntman. Well, one day a friend of mine had a um, had a van full of boxes of clay because he was a professional potter and as a professional potter um, you know, he, he would get in truckloads of this clay and he asked me to, because I was you know, fit, healthy sword fighter guy, <laughs> you know, he thought I was a great guy with a strong back and could go over there and help him move clay. So I uh, I went to his house Climbed up in his van and um, picked up an 80-pound box of clay. And When I turned to set that box down, uh, my upper spine separated from my lower spine. And I collapsed and became paralyzed. Um, They picked me up. They hauled me to the hospital. The doctor said to me, "Uh, Mr. Davis, you have something called spina bifida occulta. And I said, gesundheit. (laughs) Um, Because I had no idea what that was. But basically, for those of you who don't know what that is, Basically, it means that directly above my pelvis, uh, I have three vertebrae that didn't form properly at birth. And one day when I was doing that twist with that box of clay, they literally clicked apart and separated and pinched off my spine. Doctor told me, uh, you'll never have a physical career. You'll never, ever be able to do anything in stunt work. Uh, so you better start thinking about sedentary careers now. Um, and we, we want to fuse your back. We want to put a giant pin down through your back uh to hold it. And <laughs> I uh sorry, I'm trying to while hide I was the in the cringe. hospital. It just sounds horrible. Oh, uh, it was it was the most painful thing. To to give you an example of how painful I couldn't move. And when they finally got to the point where I could actually use my legs again mm-hmm. uh to for three months to go to the bathroom meant I would call somebody from the other room who would come in, lift me off the couch get me to my feet. Cause the doctor told me I had to move my legs every day. I had to stand and walk every day. So the bathroom trips were the, were the walking, but I would literally have to grab them and, and force my body to walk. And it was, you know, they would walk me in and I would do that and walk back. And it was just one of those really excruciatingly painful things to do. But when I was in the hospital lying there, someone brought me a book and the book was called the Dal Z Kundo by Bruce Lee. And as I, as I delved into that book, it's it's the, still the number one selling martial arts book on earth. And as I delved into that book, I got really interested in the ideas of flexibility and the, the mind and how um, when things come at you, we don't crash into them. We remain flexible and work with what's given to us. And so I began working with that and I never had my back fused. But after that, I did over 4000 comedy sword fighting shows. I've jumped off towers. I've done fights in films. I've done, I've had a physical career for over 25 years. And um, that process that I came up with is called the 5Fs. Mm-hmm. And um, that 5F process is, is what ga- gave me the opportunity. Now, as I was going through life, so now that I'm, I'm back on my feet, and I'm starting to do my comedy sword fighting show. I began noticing certain things. I began noticing that I had a real desire or a passion for directing. So I started directing shows, which then took me into directing theme parks. I did that. Um, I After I got out of doing that, I decided I still wanted to teach, I wanted to share my knowledge, and so I became a college professor and I taught at Oberlin College here in Ohio. Wow. Um, and then after that what subject? I to subject. <laughs> I just sorry to interrupt. Go ahead, what subject?, ahead. Uh, <laughs> actually stage combat in the theater department, really. Yeah, yeah. I taught uh I'm an expert in Elizabethan sword play and, and several martial arts. Oh, okay. Okay. Um so um so I yeah, I had actors learning how to sword fight and doing fight scenes and all that. It was great. Awesome. And then after that I, I decided to become a, a motivational speaker and a corporate speaker because I had this knowledge of how to how to affect people's lives in really positive ways and how to get people through adversity. And and you know, the biggest thing about right now It was a great question you asked because we are in the middle of something really big right now. COVID-19 has really messed up a lot of things in people's lives. Yeah, it's a very different world. It's it's a very, very different world. The first thing that we have to realize is that, um, and this is just a basic statement, fear does not exist in your present moment. If you look at what fear is, fear is an emotional reaction to some future event that may or may not happen with the focus on that outcome being negative. That that is the scientific definition of what fear really is. So if you shorten that, fear is negatively focused on certainty. And if you you choose to focus negatively, then you're going to create negative things into your life. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's the whole idea of... uh, I see it all the time on YouTube. People talk about it all the time. Man, I'm losing the word today. It is the idea of kind of wheeling into being focused on
1: a positive idea. Well, think, think about this.
0: Okay. Now here's the brain science of it. Okay. We have um many different kinds of consciousness. We have the 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 full consciousness, the subconscious, the superconscious. We have lots of different in, in our mind, okay? Our subconscious is a collection of present moment experiences that have been stored. And so our, our subconscious mind is creating a, a, a belief behind us of how the world works, okay? Our our future is nothing but goals we have set for for eventual present moments, because there's only one moment that you truly live. It's your present moment. Right. And right now, when it's scary, if you can go, okay, I'm going to make this moment as successful as I possibly can, you know? When you make this moment successful, then what you do is you're creating a successful moment behind you and your outlook gets better because now your subconscious mind is telling you it's a positive world and a successful world, right? Okay. Does it make sense? Yeah. So the idea that the mind is building upon and stacking upon wins, right? One win builds the next win, builds the next win. Right. Right. Okay. Most people, when they're in their present moment and in a tough situation like now, Mm -hmm. They're looking at the future of what they want and not realizing it. It's the small present moment successes that is going to bring that to them. They're not, they don't have to get to that place. That thing's coming to them depending on the, on how they act here and now. And so now the subconscious mind will help you. It helps you every day. And most people don't realize that the subconscious mind helps you. Um, But picture this, if you've ever bought a car, you know, and you, you chose what kind of car you wanted before you went to the store to buy it, then you notice that that you started seeing that car everywhere, 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 right? Well, that's because you consciously chose a car and your subconscious mind said, "Oh, okay, that's what he's focusing on. Let's show him the car and so it it literally is helping you see the pathway to the car, and it's the same thing with the new job or the new financial prosperity, it's the new you know Choose what you want and get focused on the positive of that rather than, the, than on the lack and the negative. The Next thing is you got to realize that, that what you're thinking in the present moment directly affects your outcome. And so if I'm saying things in my moment I want, I need it, I hope, I try, mm. every one of those is inactive in the present moment because they're all saying that you don't have it. You know, I am creating. I am enjoying. I am. I am becoming. And now did I, did I hear that, that, that you were a minister? Uh, it seems like a lifetime ago, but yeah, I used to be yeah, a minister. Okay. So, so you're going to understand this. I don't know. Can I, can I throw a little, a yeah, little go for it. stuff? Okay. So Moses climbed a mountain, got up to the top of the mountain, talked to the burning bush said, Hey, what's your name? Bush said, I am that I am. Right. That's right. the name I am. Right. Jesus later on said, uh, whatever you ask in God's name is granted. Right? So, if God's name is I am, and actually what he said, whatever you ask in God's name is granted if you have faith. Mm-hmm. So, if if you're saying I am, you're asking. And whatever you're putting behind that, whatever you're putting faith in behind that, is what's being created into your experience. Now, that's the spiritual aspect of it. Okay? So, if you say i am wanting i am needing i am hoping i am trying then you're going to want you're going to need you're going to hope and you're going to try yeah. but if you but if you're creating and experiencing it's, so it's, it's a different thing it's the idea of manifestation right that, yeah that's yes. the word i was you know, looking but for but the word manifestation i'm sorry that's that's the word i was looking for i keep seeing for yeah. some reason youtube started throwing all these manifestation yeah positive thought videos on well, my manifestation feed. is the bu- is the the new age buzzword right for the same and, idea yeah but the but the reality of it is the you know, the stigma that 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 some of the new age buzzwords have are based in in real thought and, and not only not only spiritual thought but also in science scientific thought because what i was telling you earlier about the conscious and the subconscious mind is hmm. proven i mean that that's a proven fact right we know that 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 there's only one moment that we experience anything you know and so what you do with this moment is what's going to create the, your next next present moment experience, and so, I am waiting means you're going to continue waiting. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, and it does. I uh, so, like I said, they they we we've bastardized so many terms and rebranded them different things over the years that it really you you take sound sound scientific ideas that have been studied and proven. And, and then we rename them some hippie for lack of a better term, some hippie idea. Oh, we're mm-hmm. going to call it this. And it's going to be this. And, and it always puts things in a bad spin. So I, well, well and what I find really interesting about, about the, the people who are doing that spinning mm-hmm. is they're, they're constantly in search of the next big thing. the next right, the it Got to have that it. Right. Right. And, and the thing is, is that, you know, manifestation, for mm-hmm. lack of a word, it is simple. It's make successful present moments here. Right. And do things here that are congruent with the outcome you're looking for. And you're going to bring it into your experience because you're doing it. Here's the tough part. See, when I get into the 5F stuff, the first of the 5Fs is fearlessness. You have to set your fear aside, right? Second one is focus. What are you focused on? Have you ever noticed that when you... When you talk to a negative person, they always have something to be negative about. Yeah, always. Right. That's because they are focused on negativity, and so negativity is their experience. Okay. so That's their belief. Let's draw this into practically with people looking at changing careers, you're saying Mm -hmm. be in the present, be in the positive on it, Mm -hmm. and don't go you know, what will I do necessarily go, this is what I'm going to do and then do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. An- an- another new age buzzword is affirmations. I-, I don't believe in them. I don't believe in them at all because the word af- of affirmation is based on a firm and affirm means that you have something that's not stable because mm-hmm. you have to affirm it to make it stable. I believe in declarations. Declare your life. Declare the things you're doing and, and do them. You know, it's, it's really that simple. And what my back injury gave me the, says just fearless, fearlessly focused with faith. You have to believe it. Right. Mm-hmm. Follow through means you actually have to do something in your present moment. Right. You actually have to get off your butt and take an action. If you want that job and you haven't done your resume for that job yet, why don't you have a pen in your hand? You know, you know, it's, it's yeah, it, it I really actually have a whole upcoming show on that. This topic. Do you really? Yeah. The okay. next one, the next one that we we'll air after this episode is all right, about right. So It's like, OK, you've had all year of things being locked down. It's time to move forward and do stop thinking. Right. right. Start doing. Right. Because we've had this it's, whole it's year like, to co- plan COVID what we're going to do. When COVID hit, you know, I'm a, I'm a professional speaker. And my my wheelhouse is going in front of thousands of people in in, in closed rooms Mm -hmm. and speaking, you know, and then going out and grabbing people and bringing them up on stage and getting in close quarters with them and doing all that kind of stuff. Right. My career went away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So at that moment, I could have chosen to be negative. I could have chosen to be in fear instead. I chose to be flexible. And in staying flexible at that moment, I was able to go, okay, this happened. How do I work with this? And I started putting out more YouTube videos. I started creating online courses. I started doing, um, I, ta- I went back to all of my old clients and said, listen, right now your your team is stressed out. Yeah. Here's an online course I can give you on how to deal with the stress of COVID-19, right? That's the thought process. Even when stuff happens, don't, it's, it's you know, if you let it shut you down, it's you letting it shut you down. You have to act with whatever comes. I like it. I like it. <laughs> and guys, hey, if you guys so, are getting something out of this, be sure and leave a like, thumbs up. Be sure and hit that subscribe button. John is just getting started and we're going to keep rolling. But be sure and go over to his YouTube page and subscribe, subscribe and follow with him as well, guys. This is, this is awesome stuff and we're just getting started today. So, John, we're going to keep on rolling because you've already touched on your five Fs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the only reason I'm going to interrupt is we're, we're heading down that row already. So let's, yeah. let's just get yeah. into this. Right. Uh, I, I looked this up on your, I, I was looking through all your information, trying to get ahead and, and do my due diligence on research and stuff. And uh, so it's, let me see if I got this, wrote this down right in my notes. Fearlessness, focus, faith, follow through and flexibility. Yep. The five that's right. Okay. So we're going to get into let's talk about this fearless thing because that is that a lot of people want to use that word and a lot of people use that word incorrectly. Um, yep. I've had this conversation with my nine-year-old trying to explain. uh We, we have several friends who are police officers and I've, I've used this talk to her about this is like, you know, they're jazz is not not afraid. Jazz just doesn't let the fear of something bad stop her from doing what she needs to do. And so, you know, let's, I'm excited to hear your thoughts on this. Well, one of the things, you know, being, being a stuntman, um, I was constantly in doing things that could hurt me. I was jumping off tall buildings and, you know, doing crazy things. Right. And so when you're standing up on top of a tower and you're about to jump off and it's three stories down below, right. That's terrifying, isn't it? Right. But if you get up on that tower and you focus on on the bad aspect of it, right, it's you're going to you're going to. So you set your fears aside. When I was on the front lines of Iraq and Afghanistan, uh, I used to I would talk to the soldiers about their experiences. And they would tell me about the firefights they were in and all this stuff. And I'd say, how, how do you do that? How do you go out there knowing you're going to get shot at or, or potentially step on a bomb? And they told me flat out, you have to compartmentalize your fear. You have to set your fear aside. But like I said earlier, fear is an emotional reaction to some future event that may or may not happen. Right. You take the education that you have and go, okay. don't put yourself in fearful situations. But realize, understand understand that that it is your choice to focus on the negative outcome or not. You know, when I go into it, I've changed my career so many times just because I was looking at my life going, okay, I'm kind of over this. What do I want to do now? And I just dropped it and moved on to the next one, right? I wasn't afraid of longevity or anything like that because I knew whatever I did was going to be successful because I believed it. And I wasn't afraid of trying something new. Now, you want to talk about (laughs) being a fearful moment. When I decided to become a corporate speaker, I had just finished doing 21 years of a comedy sword fighting show, wearing tights and living in the woods. Right? (laughs) So... How, how is the corporate world going to take the guy in tights seriously you know my biggest fear was they're not going to a little little jump from a suit to a tights right 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 very interesting don't visualize <laughs> <Right>. so <laughs> um but the um the interesting thing is that career mm-hmm. is why they want me to speak now because i am not a corporate guy i am somebody completely different i show up there and I show them their potential by—I'll say one of the things that I do—and and it, it's in using the full five Fs. Mm-hmm. The one of the big culmination things in one of my speeches is I pick someone from the audience who I specifically pick as the most timid person I can find. I bring that person onto the stage, which is in itself terrifying for them. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Now, as a leader, I'm guiding them through the five Fs. So They don't know what I'm doing, but I'm guiding them through it. And in under five minutes, that person will learn to crack a bullwhip and take targets out of my hand that I will hold, right? It's all a matter of hacking the mind and setting that fear of what they're capable of aside. I mean, it's, it's really that it, that is how all things start. And all of the five F's Mm -hmm. during the whole process of the other five F's, you're always going to come back to the fears because the fear is always going to pop up because that is subconscious belief or chosen Future belief. Um, so setting the fear aside is simply by saying, okay, instead of being afraid of something, I'm going to think of this moment as information. And once you set that fear aside, then you have then you possibility opens up, and and once possibility opens up, you can literally do anything. And I am living proof of it. I mean, there are several. I just I told you about my back. Mm-hmm. I'm a lung cancer survivor because of this, because of the, learning this process. Um, I've done a lot of stuff in my life and have come out of, um, come out of things very successfully because of the fact that uh, I consider myself quote unquote fearless. It's not necessarily that I'm fearless. I have fear. I acknowledge my fear. Mm -hmm. I just don't live in my fear. Well, it's interesting that you said it's a matter of not taking it as an emotional response, but taking it and setting it aside as information, Mm -hmm. uh, Uh, part of the smile is uh you said we had a lot more a lot seem to have a lot in common i'm uh now one year ago about let's see mid january right now so early january i'm a little off one year from when i broke my neck oh wow uh carrying i I was in the gym and had an accident in the gym and snapped my neck over a bar and uh I God God smiled on me. If if the, the bones stayed in place, they didn't move. Mm. The doctor said if the bones had moved, it I would have been in a motorized wheelchair. Best case scenario, able to breathe on my own with use of one arm. Wow. That was the wow. best case possible scenario. If the bone had shifted at all, because wow. I hit like the C five, or yeah, the C five. So, and that's after I broke my back like ten years ago or twelve years ago. Mm-hmm so i uh were you were you afraid momentarily but i i've been blessed i don't know if it was the way i was raised or just the mentality i developed over the years i was that kid who was too stupid and not to be afraid of things most of the time so i <laughs> i have a lot of mounted up injuries um my daughter's periodically like dad what's that scar what's that scar because I've had stitches and broken bones and, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was just that kid who, uh, I, I was in a group one time and they did this icebreaker and they're like, you know, have you ever, what was that one thing you always wanted to do that you were just too afraid to do? I, I don't know. Like, I was too stupid mm-hmm. to not be to be afraid of it. I looked at it and I was, well, this could go really badly, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, right. so I remember laying on there on the ground and I immediately went, okay, I heard the pop. This is probably bad. But I started just going through my checklist. I started wiggling my toes. Then I started wiggling my ankle a little bit down each leg just to see, okay, this is still functioning. I can still control this. Trying to – I was more concerned about assessing the current situation than – Right. Uh, so you took, you took it as information and but, you started going – But the fear process. gets me later. Instead of it being like a moment a – fear in the moment, once I get past the immediate emergency and everything is settled down, then that slight panic of, oh, my God, this could have been what happened finally catches up mm. with me. Right. I'm great in the moment. Mm. So, uh, no, it's just that is an interesting idea that most people don't think about because they just react emotionally. And the idea of separating this information as information, not as an emotional response is a very hard concept for a lot of people. Well, well, let me let me just tell, let me just throw something at you that I think you'll find interesting. You just you just uh, said, quote unquote, I am great in the moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, then what did I say about I am earlier? Right. And then you declared that you're great in the moment. Right. So and then I also said you only have one moment. So you're great in the moment. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Right. That's an awesome statement if you think about it, right? Yeah. What happened was that after that one moment, you weren't so great in the next one, right? <laughs> right. Right. And that's that. That's the thing that most people have is they is they get into their process and they sometimes have those those moments that fail, and you know, and that's okay. It's just don't stay there, you know. Right. People go, oh God, I'm so dumb. Why did I do that? You know, that's why I'm bald. That, that was one of the <laughs> <Because my> first. <laughs> one of the first questions my dad asked me because he never understood why I like to lift weights. And Uh and for me, it just, it actually, because of the damage to my spine, I actually function better. If I stay in the gym, when I start losing muscle, the spinal damage starts to catch up. Yeah. So he asked me like the day after I'm sitting there on his couch with a broken neck with a collar around my neck. And he's like, Mm -hmm. so, so what does this mean? It means I have to wear this brace for a little while. And I said, and it may be six months, and it may be a year from now, and it may be two years from now, but I'll be back with that same weight on my shoulders, or more, doing the exact same thing, and next time I won't use such crappy equipment, because it really was a mechanical failure on the bar I was using uh, that caused it. So, you know, next time I'll have better equipment, because I'll know, okay, this could be an issue. But So you learn from the experience. Yeah, it may take me a year. It may take me three years to come back from this. It took me nine years to come back from the spinal damage from my lower back being broken. Mm -hmm. But here I am pulling more weight than I've ever pulled in my life. And this is just a temporary setback. I'm going to move forward. I will lift that weight again. And I'm working my way back there. There are definitely some moments... I had a panic and attack answer, the other to, day. To answer your wife's question from earlier, mm-hmm. what you just said is exactly how I've had so many successful careers. I just, I just chose to to go. Okay, no, I'm going to do it. Yeah, and I, I, this is going to happen. And so you, you already are doing the things correctly that to get you to that next base and do the thing. It's a matter of of being able to convey that to to our audience that we have right now, right? right. To say. The the conversation you were having, you and I are having, I think is really valuable because we both have been through traumatic bodily injury. And, you know, I never had my back fused, but like you said, you know, you knew that you had to, you know, work it out and keep your back, lift, lift, keep lifting weights, right? I have to keep staying flexible. I have to still keep doing my martial arts. Yep, I I do. Because if I don't, my back will lock up, right? So, I, so it, we have a lot in common that way. And, and the other thing is, is your mindset. I love the fact. That uh, I am great in the moment. Just, that should be on a t shirt. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, I, I make t shirts. That's how I fund all this craziness. As so, I actually uh, make t shirts, I make t shirts. Really? That's how I fund this craziness. This is one of my. Oh, you should definitely put I am great in the moment <laughs> because, because that that is awesome. <laughs> I'd buy one. <laughs> but how To delve deeper into it, how do people switch from accepting the emotion at the time and just compartmentalizing that into just information and data. How do we make that mental switch? Great question. Great question. So now we're going to get into it hardcore. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Every person that you deal with, including yourself has a natural physical primal response that comes back, comes to us from our ancestors called the fight or flight response and the fight or flight response. Get We, we actually access the information the world gives us through the goggles of the fight-or-flight response every day of our lives. And sometimes it's life-threatening and you have that fear response, but sometimes it's simply as small as, maybe I shouldn't buy that, right? Right. Now, did you notice, if you notice when I just said that, I just went, <sighs> and I breathed in real hard when I, just before I said that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't buy that. That breathing in real hard is the first reaction of the fight-or-flight response. Because when you see um National Geographic shows on TV, imagine there's that there's that did you ever do you, you ever watch those, the National yeah, Geographic yeah, yeah. shows? I liked watching them with my kids. Pardon? I liked watching them with my kids. You know that one episode with the gazelle? That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> the, they're all with the gazelle, man. The <laughs> that poor doomed gazelle, <laughs> right? So the gazelle's out there eating grass in the field, crunch, 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 crunch. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, a predator cat hits the field. First thing the gazelle does is go, <gasps> and gasp in. Now, most people think it's because they're startled and it's scared. It's a physiological response. What they actually just did was fill their lungs with air, mm-hmm. right, so that they could run further and faster. That's the reason. So when you're scared, you start to hyperventilate, not because you don't have air. Is because you're keeping air in. You're keeping air in so you can run further and faster. The first thing you can do to get over any amount of fear is to stop, relax all your muscles, and let the air out. Exhale. <sighs> what's, what's really interesting about that is, is you know working with actors and directing actors. Actors on, on stage, actors on screen are all trained mm-hmm. to, if they forget their lines... To stop, relax, take a breath, let it it exhale, and all their lines rush back into their head. And the reason that works is because when you are in the fear response, your body goes, okay, I need air so I can run. Anything else in my mind is gone. Right, it diverts. Because I, pardon? Right, it it, uh, diverts. It diverts, right. By letting the air out and, rel- and untensing the muscles, you're actually telling the body it's okay, and all your thoughts come back. So, the first thing you do when you get into a fear response is to take a big, deep breath and exhale and relax your muscles. Give it a second, you know? Give it a, give it a second to breathe. Give yourself permission to, to, to breathe. And that exhale itself will, will free your mind to go, okay, what am I going to do? And then do it. <laughs> right. See, that that makes so much sense to me because it relates to weightlifting a lot. Before you hit a big lift, you fill your body with air. Just right. suck in as much air as you can and then just tighten it down so you're solid and you, right. you only breathe when you're in the stable part of the lift. If right. you if you right. let any of that air out at the bottom, it's going to crush you. Right. So it that makes a lot of sense to me because that's I hit the lift and then I can let it all out because we're into the, I can go back to focusing on anything else now. But in the moment I have to just take it in for that one moment to hit a big lift. Right. So that, that makes absolute sense to me. Your, your natural progression after that breathing Mm -hmm. was you said, now I can go back and focus. Right. Second F. Right. So the, the five Fs are a natural progression. There, there's nothing in that moment when you get ready for a big lift, it's you and that barbell. And if there's anything else in there, you're, you're done. Right. So, right. yeah, that makes it's sense. It's the, the same thing. It's the same thing this. If you're, if you're, if you're in a fierce state because you've lost your job and you're not sure with it, how things are going to happen, right? <sighs> Take that big exhale. I go, okay, that's, that's the information. What do I have to do? I've been in times in my life where I can't tell you how many times I've sold my tools. <laughs> right? Where, where <laughs> Have you ever sold your tools? No, no. Yeah, my okay. tools I, are I sacred. I can't tell you. There, there were times in my life where I sold my tools because it was like, oh, okay, what am I going to do? Okay, I don't, that's not working right now. I just need cash in this moment. Sell my tools. I'll buy new tools later. I have a hell of a shop in my, in my garage right now. More tools than I could possibly. I mean, I, I probably I could probably live off the tools in that garage right now. <laughs> um, but um, but that, that the, the the key of fearlessness is not about not having fear. It's about how you manage fear and how you how you deal with fear. Yeah, if you have that response, realize that fear is not rooted in your present moment. Mm-hmm. Fear is about something that might happen in the future. And so, if it's not rooted in your present moment, don't waste a present moment on it. Okay, well, let's keep rolling. You brought up the next point, so let's keep rolling. Tell us about focus. focus. You said that's the natural evolution, anyways, right? That this is a natural right? flow. Right. Nah. Yeah. Once you set, once you set the fear aside, it's like, okay, well, that's set aside. What am I going to do now? What is the goal? What is the focus? What am I? Do? What am I focusing on? Now, here is the interesting thing. We talked a little bit earlier about positive and negative focus, right? Mm-hmm. Positive focus. I am going to achieve this. I'm going to get that. I'm. This is going to be great, right? I am great in the moment, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going to make that just for you. I love it. I think it's awesome. <laughs> I think it's incredible. But if your focus is, is contrary to what you're trying to create, right? If your focus is is in the mind of, okay, I am getting that, but I'm not sure if I can, then you, uh, you, you heard I said, I am not mm-hmm. sure. So your focus is muddled, right? So you want to stay focused on what you're getting and, and on the positive outcome and the positive attributes of what you're getting and what you're creating, what you're manifesting, right? Into your experience, <laughs> right? Um, because that focus determines the outcome directly. And what's really, when we get into the other F's, I'll tell you how, um, how you have to stay focused because it's, it's the, consistent focus in the present moment that puts you on the, on the on the final outcome and the successful outcome. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. That that one actually it, it does flow easily. That it is you know you relate things to what you understand, what you do. And so like oh, sure. right before this interview I was actually at the gym with my wife. Um I I've convinced her to give up just running. She, she likes to run. I, I will never understand people who actually like to run. <laughs> I did it when I was younger. I did it in the military. I will never understand people who actually like to run. But my wife is one of those people that she wasn't hitting goals she wanted as far as like weight control and stuff like that. So I finally convinced her. I was like, okay, well, start lifting with me and add that as another portion. Don't stop running. That right. actually come and try and build some more muscle to help your body function better so i'm I'm playing coach in the gym and uh i I did this several years ago. it almost ended our marriage <laughs> it did not go well <laughs> me uh i I've trained other people over the years um unofficially worked as a trainer uh for people who basically just paid for me to show up at whatever paid whatever gym fee it took to get me in their gym oh, nice. uh, to do training for them and my wife is the one where that that anybody else I can work with my wife that almost ended us a couple of times but we're back in the gym and she's learning to we working on deadlifting today and so she got up to a new heavy weight for her but it it's i'm seeing this flow as you're talking because it relates in what i understand is coaching her right. through hitting something she's never done sure. before and like when when you're working with her you're not you're not telling her to focus on the weight on her chest you're talking t- t- telling her to focus on where she's pushing it to right. right 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 when you're standing on top of a tower, getting ready to jump off, the first thing they tell you is, "Don't focus on being on the tower. Focus on where you're going to land, because that's what you where you want to go, no. right? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you you don't want to land next to that pad. You want to land on that pad, right? I just want to go so to jump to off a tower with you. Focus on the landing. I'm sorry. I just want to go jump off a tower with you. That sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, I, you know, I'm almost 60 now, so I don't. am not sure I want to do that. <laughs> uh, um, but uh. But when you're on that tower, you're looking down, you know you don't focus on anything else. you don't here's something else. you don't focus on all the training you've done to get there. You stay in that firm present moment, you know you set your fear aside and you focus on where you're going. It's so hard for people to be in the moment these days, like our it world is, is just it, built on distractions, right? We all have these obnoxious little things everywhere. And little phones. Yeah. Oh, it drives, it drives. I won't even let phones on myself at my dinner table anymore. I I was sitting there one night and we were having dinner and my best friends were over and I'm looking around the table and my kids are eating and talking and like, there are four adults touching their phones. Mm. And I was like, Nope. Mm. Okay. We're done. You know what? (laughs) Even worse right now. It's like, I, I I do everything I do on, on Mac computers. Mm -hmm. So I have a Mac, I have an iPad, I have an iPhone. Right. And you suddenly realize that if I'm working, if I'm coming in the door, and I'm working on my phone, I can throw it right over to my computer and continue. Yeah. Yeah. I just keep. it just keeps, <laughs> Oh, yeah. So it's like it's like my, my world is constantly on a screen. You know, it's like I have to actually shut it off and leave it in the other room. You know, when I go to bed at night, I leave. I don't take the phone in the bedroom with me because I I don't want the the idea yeah. of being able to pick it up. We We miss this idea of just being present in the moment these days so often. Because our focus is everywhere except here in this moment, right? Right. It, just, it drives me nuts. So right. we're going to roll to and, – and, t- and, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say we're going to go ahead and roll into today's sponsor for a minute. And then Great. we'll be right back with the show, guys.
1: Today's episode brought to you by TheFallibleMan.com. That's right. It's us. Head over to www.TheFallibleMan.com. And check out our blog, updated twice a week with new content and links to all of our social media offerings. Tag or search us at The Fallible Man or at Fallible Man on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and other social medias for daily content. While you're there, check out our attitude swag, shirts, cups, stickers, and more. Again, that's www.thefallibleman.com.
0: All right, guys, welcome back to the show with our guest, the corporate action hero, John Davis. Be sure and go over to www.corporateactionhero.com forward slash free hyphen gif hyphen page and check out John's free ebook, Corporate Action Hero 5F Workbook. And guys, he told us at the beginning of the show, if you missed it, there's no catch. He's not going to send you emails. You don't have to put anything down. He's just wanting to share awesome information with you guys, and you definitely need to follow up the show with that information, guys. So go over there, check that out. All links will be in the descriptions, and we're going to keep on rolling. We've talked about fearlessness and focus. And, guys, we're going to roll right into number three, and that's faith. But we're not talking about religious faith, if I understand this correctly, right? We're not talking about that religion. correct. So no, let's no get into what faith. you mean by faith. Li- this will be your favorite? No, I said, so let's, let's go ahead and get into what you mean by faith, because most people okay, automatically so. hear that word and go religion. So. Absolutely. It's the first thing I say when, I, when, I, when I'm speaking. I say I'm not talking about religious faith. I'm talking about confidence, belief in the outcome, belief in what you're doing. You know, what you're focused on is great. You've set your fears aside. You're focusing on something new. And now you've got to have belief, confidence that you can do it and that you are doing it more, more precisely. You know you don't you don't say I, I I am, you know, if I maybe I don't know, you know, <laughs> that's not the way it works. You say I am doing this and I have confidence in this. You know, when you're when you're leading people, they, they can they can smell the lack of confidence oh, in a heartbeat. But if you walk in confidently, you give them the example of confidence, then they're they're like, I feel comfortable. And it actually eliminates some of their fear because here's a very competent person in front of them, right? That's how leader leadership works. In your life, you have to be the leader of your experience. You have to be the one who steps up and says, I am creating. You know, I have jumped off towers. I have been to 30 countries around the globe. I've done over 4,000 sword fighting shows. I've I've been in films. I've done all these crazy things because I knew that I could. I had the confidence to myself that I could. And a lot. I'm not trying to brag by saying all that because my my thing is I, I live the life of an action hero. That's what I, I call myself, the action hero, right? Well, the word action means to create motion, start momentum, or to do something. And the word hero is someone who achieves extraordinary results in service of others. And So an action hero is someone who actually does stuff to help others and gets results for them, right? right. So everything I do is based on the idea of how do I help as many people as possible? Because in reality, uh, I play the, the, the karma game seriously. I want more points than anybody else when I leave here. (laughs) (laughs) And so when, and so your focus has got to be emboldened and empowered by your confidence that you have that ability, by your confidence that it's going to happen as well. Not just your confidence in self here, but your confidence in the goal that you've set and the things that you're going for. Because if you don't have that confidence, if you don't have that idea of, 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 you know, I am able, I am competent and I have the ability, then you're never going to because every one of those statements I just said started with that same thing. I am. I don't want to, I think we could do a whole nother show on developing confidence, but I mean, this is a big weak spot for a lot of people. Um, One of my best friends, I love him to death. We've been friends for like, I don't even want to admit it. It was like 17, 18 years uh, now. and. He's very successful in his career. He's got a great job. Uh, got a lot of, he does a lot of volunteer work on the side I mean, he's, he's a really good person, right? But he struggles so much with believing in himself. You know, I, I've told him so many times like, dude, you need to see yourself through my eyes. See yourself the way I see you. I brought you into my life. My children call you uncle. You're, you, you can show up at my house at any time. You have a stocking at my house for Christmas See yourself through my eyes. And he just, he has no confidence still. After years and years, it's just the one thing he cannot seem to get a wrap around. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, some of us. Well, confidence is an interesting thing because confidence basically is trust. Mm-hmm. Trust in self. And trust is developed through time and results. And so over time, the results that you've created. Mm-hmm. So if you if you want to build your confidence, the first thing you do is, is set yourself a small goal and achieve it. And once you've set that small goal and you've achieved that small goal, you can have confidence that you can achieve goals. You know, I, I when I when I crack whips and I'm a, and I'm a whip, I do whips in my show. Right. And. I, I talk about the idea that the first time you crack a whip, the first time the first time you ever make that sound, mm-hmm. you know, you've worked to get to that moment. It takes you a while to figure out how to get it right. It's very right? distinctive. And you finally get it. But once you got it, once you have the confidence that you can crack that whip, the second time you crack it, it's much easier. And then suddenly it's like, okay, I can crack it that way, but can I then you start trying different ways of cracking it? And those come much faster. Because the first crack gave you the confidence to know that you can. And so and then you end up doing these crazy wild whip cracking things, right? <laughs> and that it's an example it's 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 an example of you know once you get the first one you you literally cre- create the confidence by by having small successes and acknowledging you were successful by not being focused on something fearful that's not that's not in your present moment but focusing on the the successful outcome that you just created you know if you want to lose if you want to lose 100 pounds mm-hmm. you know focus on the one that you're going to lose in the next couple of days, next week, you know, focus on the smallest because the small things will give you the confidence. Oh, I am losing weight, you know, and that that's, that's the idea this. You get focused, but that confidence behind it is what drives that focus all the way to the, the fruition of the outcome. Okay. That's, we, we talked about small incremental improvements on a daily basis on the fallible man. Yeah, that's yeah. one of our, that's one of our core foundational approaches is like, I'm not asking men to be a different person tomorrow. I'm saying, take one one small piece of your life, learn something new today, try something different. You know, if you're trying to get stronger, add a one more rep, add do it a little right. bit faster, right? Add a half a pound. Eat, right? Drink one less soda today, right? It's it's small incremental growth that just builds and builds and builds into something else. So that's it. It, it totally just goes with something we believe very much here with what we're trying yeah, to do here well, in the, of the man. Well, you know, it's like it's like we talked earlier about affirmations. You know, the new mm-hmm. age people are all talking about the idea that if you want something that you have to be it now, you have to say, but you know, if you're 100 pounds overweight and you, you, you can't look down and not see your shoes and say I am thin. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it will be so. You just can't do it. We, we'd <laughs> right? all be a lot thinner if it worked that easily. Right, right. You can't, but if you can't see your shoes, you can't, it's hard for you to be confident in the fact that you're thin. Right. But you can look down, not see your shoes, and be very confident in the fact that you're losing weight. Right. You can be very confident in the fact that the things that these small things you're doing now are going to get you there. Mm-hmm. I talk about make small present moment successes until they accumulate behind you to create that subconscious mind that gives you the confidence. That makes you go go forward, right? And forward, as I said, is just goals that you set. Right. That's all it really is. But I I don't know about you, but in my life, I've set many many goals, and many of the times, I've changed my goal before I got there. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so in fact, I'd be a little concerned if people aren't making right, tweaks right. to it along the path, because that just means you're not learning anything on the journey. Right. Exactly. Right. There, were, there was a, a weird time in my life that I, I wanted to own a renaissance festival. And I had gone <laughs> full blown into talking to uh, investors. And, and I, was, I was deep into it, deep mm-hmm. into it. And I was, I, mean, I was working. I had designs done for buildings. And I, I mean, I'd done the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I del- dug into it further, I started to sit in my moment and go, what life do I want to live? You know what 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 is my actual goal? And I started looking at, at what I wanted to achieve, and that Renaissance festival would, would have been an anchor that would have held me back from other things I wanted to achieve in my life and the life I wanted to live, and so i I changed goals and went a different direction, right because I didn't want to have that you know you have to be you have to realize that you know, your podcast is called "The Fallible Man," that that goal wasn't a, wasn't a, wasn't a something that failed. That goal was was being able to realize that, okay, that's not who I am, and I can shift. You know, a lot of people get into the idea of, of, of being infallible, and mm-hmm. the reality of it is, is you have to give yourself permission, and be proud of being fallible. Oh yeah, because those are the learning moments. Uh, absolutely, I, I, this one of the. I have a lot of people ask me about why you called it a fallible man. It's like, have you met me? <laughs> I can't pretend well, I'm perfect so they would, have you met anybody right right and so it, to right. me it's like you know I, n- none of us have gotten this down yet so it, it's like completely unrelatable and unrealistic to say oh the infallible I've had people actually <laughs> right. the infallible man no 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 that's not what it's called well but, it's, it also it shows your humility and it shows your understanding of who you are because every, everybody's fallible. There's the people who don't think they're fallible um, create damage in the world,
1: create really?
0: damage in the people around them because they have, the people around them sometimes have to be wrong for them to be right. 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 And you're know, just damaging that person in my mind you know, because you that person now is going to struggle. If you can't laugh at yourself and not take yourself seriously, then you're going to lack perspective on everything else. Right. If, if you can't be honest with yourself about yourself, there's no way you're going to have a healthy perspective on everything else around you. Right. right. You just that just it? Throws off the whole basis because, like, if if you're going to lie to yourself that much, then how are you possibly ever going to tell yourself the truth about what you're involved in and what you're around and what you're witnessing? And it just right. So yeah, I uh, I I can't take myself any kind of serious. I I I laugh at myself a lot. I but you know, I, I still dance, you know, around with my children in the living room and laugh and play and uh, you know, do fart jokes with my daughters, which my mom thinks is horrible. <laughs> yeah. So uh Well you know, well, I, you, know we, you know so far so far we've talked about fearlessly focused with faith. hmm Right. And this what we're saying right now actually takes us to the next F. Oh well let's going to follow through, is that right? That's yeah, follow through. That's absolutely correct. It is follow something that's lacking big, so I can't wait. I'm I'm actually looking forward to this point, probably most of all, because there are oh, man, I, I can't count how many times in my life I deal with people who just have zero follow through. Everybody's right. got a lot of lip service, but when when the rubber right. meets the road, man, it's a lonely road. Yeah, there you go. Well, follow follow through is 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 You and I are just talking about the small things you do Mm
1: -hmm. in the present
0: moment. Right. And follow through is the small things. Those are the small actions, the small deeds you do, the small tasks that you take. And it's like if 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 you're not actually getting off your couch and doing something, Mm -hmm. then you're not doing anything right. And follow through to me is an interesting story. You know, I I'll I'll tell you a a story. When I first went on that road with that comedy sword fighting show doing Renaissance Festivals, um, I I was working at a local show. And then I wanted to go on the road, literally on the road. But I didn't have a camper van or anything like that. But I had a beat up old Chevy van. I know you're jealous, right? (laughs) I am. I had a 1978 Chevy van, right? (laughs) Now, my Chevy van had a rusted out body, but a great engine and transmission. And my father had a Chevy van that had a great body and a bad engine transmission. So I gave my dad 500 bucks for his van and I pushed those two vans beside each each other in the driveway. And I did what we all do in my family when it's time to do something big and mechanical like that. I called my (laughs) brother-in-law. There's nothing yeah. wrong Everybody with knowing has that yourself. Guy in the family who can do anything. My, my brother-in-law was they. My brother-in-law. There's Same nothing thing, wrong right? with knowing yeah. yourself. <laughs> my brother-in-law is he. He's an amazing guy. He did. He built electric cars. He built hovercraft. He built. You know, he built every house he ever lived in. He can. He can say, "Okay, I am doing this, and just do it." Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys. So I called up my brother-in-law, and he gave me the best lesson I have ever gotten on follow-through. He said get started, and if you have a problem, call me. (laughs) So I said, okay, all right. So I was like, I I knew if he came over, I was going to hand him tools and hold a flashlight, right? But he forced me to take the action. So what I did was I had those two vans, I opened the hoods, I took off the front ends of both. But when I took off the front ends, by each van, I set a piece of plywood. Mm -hmm. And as I, Took a piece off, I put a piece of tape on it, marked where it came from, and put it in order on the plywood. I made each moment completely successful because the future moment was going to have that same action. You know what I mean? In the future, it was going to go back onto that same spot. Mm-hmm. So by, by doing things actively in the moment with the expectation of a future success, I tore both of these vans apart down to nothing. Now let me let me tell you a little about, about how what a great mechanic I am. Okay. Before this moment, I had done two things mechanically. I had changed spark plugs, which you know how hard that is, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. On on cars with carburetors, right? Like, um, anymore. Yeah, no. yeah. It was a 73 Chevy Nova. I changed the spark plugs on. It was like, Crank, 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 and screw it back in. Right. Yep. <laughs> the other thing I did was my brakes, and uh, if you look closely, there's a scar in that thumb where I uh, it pulling the spring. It popped off, and I smacked it on the inside of the 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 fender. And my brother-in-law yep. finished my brakes. Right. So that's all the mechanics I'd ever done. So here I was taking two vans completely apart. Mm-hmm. And so I got on, got the both front ends off. I, I borrowed my brother's uh, brother-in-law's engine hoist. Came down, unhooked the engine from my dad's van and pulled it out and put it in the back of my van because the body, this body was going to go to the dump. Mm-hmm. Then I pulled my 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 dad's, my, my engine transmission out and moved it over to my dad's van. This is where I found out something. My dad's van was a three speed on the column and mine was an automatic transmission. Oops. So now... <laughs> So now this guy who'd only done spark plugs and half a, half a brake job mm-hmm. had to take apart the steering column of both vans so I could swap them, the automatic and the, the three. speed Wow. So I bought another plywood, did the same thing with the steering columns. Right? So I have everything in order. And then I, I, I ended up getting it all in, putting it all back together. And on the last day, I was cranking that last bolt, and I realized I'd never called my brother in. And I was so proud of myself, man. I, I hopped up in that van. I stuck that key in that ignition and nothing happened. Didn't start. So I did the shame walk. I walked inside. I said, Hey, buddy, didn't start. And buddy comes down. He looks at the van and he looks underneath the <laughs> thing and he climbs up in the van and boom, the van starts up. I'm like, what, what did you do? You know, that's crazy. He says, Well, John, he says, You have the only, only automatic transmission van in the country that you have to push the clutch pedal in to start because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> i didn't take the pedal out so the switch was still there right right <laughs> the idea of this is, is that those present moment actions that i followed through on mm-hmm. even though i had no experience mechanically to do that by just staying in the present moment and doing the action successfully that follow-through gave me a van that the next weekend after i finished that i drove to georgia Tennessee. And Ohio. Where were you living at the time? <laughs> right, right. What's that? Where were you living at the time? I was living in Delaware. Wow, that's a that's oh, a bit of a drive. So yeah, I drove all over the country in that van. And then after that, after I stopped, after I moved to a different vehicle, I sold that van to my sister who drove that van for years. You know, that van got around for a long, long time after I had it. But the idea of this is 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 I could have easily in that moment said, I can't do that because I don't have the mechanical ability. Instead, right. I just followed through and did something. Because if you're not actually getting up and doing something, you, you know, and, and a lot of times the reason people don't get up and do something mm-hmm. is because they lack the confidence. They're afraid of failing, right? You know. So here we're talking about fearlessly, focus, and faith, right? Mm-hmm. So if they're not, if you come to follow through and you're not taking an action. Back up to the beginning. Why? What are you afraid of? Why aren't you? Why aren't you taking the action? What are you afraid of in this moment? And what are you focusing on that makes you afraid? And then, fearlessly focus with faith. Do you have confidence that you're going to do it? Sure, absolutely. I have confidence. I'm going to do it. Then take the action. Does that make sense? It does. I just, I like I said, I, I meet so many people with so little follow through. That uh, right. I So I do obstacle course events. Uh, I don't know if you've okay. seen these, like the Tough Mudders and Spartan races. Sure. Um, this is something I started doing several years ago. I'm not good at them. I'm throwing that full dis- <laughs> disclaimer there. It's not like but I'm competitive, but I do them because I, I like right. the obstacle portion. I, I actually h- hate the distance, but I love the obstacles. Um, right. But my friend, uh, I've told you about that uh, he just has no confidence. I actually kind of dragged him into this with me uh, on a, mm. as a joint project we were doing. I did one, and then we did one together, uh in reference to a theme for this youth event we were getting ready to do and we crossed the starting line and started walking, and he picked one of the hardest courses in the entire north northern con uh North American mm-hmm. continent of all the races he could have found he he picked like we went to Whistler, Canada at the Olympic ski course up at Whistler mm-hmm. and Lots of elevation gains. It's all uphill or downhill. But we got about six miles into what was going to be a 12 mile event. And he just looked like he was going to cry. Hmm. And he's like, I I just don't know that I can. I said, dude, shut up. Stop thinking about it. The only thing I want you to care about is taking the next step. Right. And the next, I don't want you to think about the finish line. I don't want you to think about the next obstacle. All you care about is putting the foot in front of the next one. One foot in front of the other one. He's like, What? I said, Just the next step. That's it. That's how we're getting through this. One step at a time. That's all you got to commit to. It's the next step. Right. It's the next step. And then I really started hacking off because I started doing the Dory thing. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Like Disney movie. <laughs> right? Yep, yep, yep. He's like, I'm going to hit you. I was like, yeah, You are a first. father, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I've seen them all. But, uh, <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna hit you. I'm like, well, you have to run and catch me to hit me, so come on, try and hit me. That's fine. <laughs> but, you know, just that that's how that's we got awesome. through it. It's like, just keep swimming. One more step. One more step. And when we when he got through his first course, he was like, How did you come up with that idea? I was like, Because it's just the next step, right? Right. We, you're seeing twelve miles of course. I'm seeing one step. Right. That's all. Well, I'll tell you what's interesting is is when I, in the year 2000, I spent 20 days in Egypt. Mm -hmm. I traveled all over Egypt. And while I was there onto the Sinai Peninsula, I climbed Mount Sinai. And I climbed what's known as the 3000 Steps of Repentance. And it's basically back in the, I think it's the 1100s, a monk for repentance built a stairway to the top of the mountain. Now stairway is a grand term because <laughs> yeah, see it's well placed rocks is what it is, mm-hmm. right? And but I climb the three thousand steps of repentance, and you're climbing that three thousand steps, <laughs> and you're you're going okay. I'm just taking the next step, and when you get up, you get up in this, the last seven hundred and fifty steps of repentance, and you're there. You're you're climbing. Now you start climbing. Uh, uh, in the evening, cause you want to climb at night cause it's hot in the desert. Mm-hmm. right? And if you start in the evening, when you get to the top, you actually watch the sunrise on top of Mount Sinai. Wow. So that's be, kind of the, kind of the thing you do, right? That, that, I can't so, even imagine that'd be breathtaking. Uh, amazing. So I'm climbing and I'm, I'm in the last 750 steps of repentance. After you've gone through something for a long time is when you have the darkness. Is when you have the the things that come in to say, okay, I can't. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't take the next step, right? And climbing that mountain that night, they say it's darkest before the dawn. Mm-hmm. Those last 750 steps, it was pitch black. The moonlight had gone down. It was gone. I mean, we were like struggling to find the next step. Mm-hmm. But we had to we had to take the next step. So we just kept moving forward, focusing on where we were stepping not on the peak of the mountain. And we stayed right here, right now, even in the darkest times, get down into the smallest moment. You get into the smallest moment and just make the small moment successful. In the moment, like you were saying earlier. In the moment. In the moment. Yeah. yeah. And those small successful moments got us to the top of the mountain to watch the sunrise. And I, you know, we sat there and watched the sunrise over the whole, whole uh, experience, you know? Amazing, right? And it's like, you know, when I went to Egypt, a lot of people were afraid for me. They're like, they're like oh, my God, you're oh, it's so dangerous over there. And I was like, are you kidding? I'm going to have a great time. This is going to be awesome. I'm so excited. I was so thrilled. And I got to Egypt and I was talking to everybody and I was having amazing experiences. Just, and I made so many great friends and, and it was just really an amazing, amazing experience. Well, the day after I climbed Mount Sinai, I came down to the bottom of that Mountain at the bot, the base of the mountain is Saint Catherine's Monastery. It's an old Byzantine monastery, Mm and I went and took a tour of the monastery. And you smell the incense burning and all the Byzantine art, beautiful. And uh, this guy walks up to me, says, "Hey, are you American?" I said, "Yeah, I'm American." He said, "Yeah, me too. Have you have you been having problems since you've been here?" I said, "No." He says, "Yeah, everywhere I go, everybody wants to fight me." And five minutes later, I wanted to kick the guy's ass. Because right? he was a jerk, right? What he was putting out in the world, the actions he was taking in his present moments, the steps he was doing in Egypt were based in fear mm. and negative outcome. And so the entire trip he had was all about negative outcome. Now, everywhere I went, I treated everyone like a prince. And, and I was treated like a prince in return. So much so, let me tell you this. I started climbing Mount Sinai at one in the morning. And... I was an hour into my climb. So I'm way up. You know, mm-hmm. An hour into the climb, you're, you're, you're yeah. chunking, right? In the darkness, now this is going to sound really trippy, but in the darkness I heard, John, which you know, if you're on the side of Mount Sinai and you hear <laughs> your, your name called in the darkness, that's kind of a trippy thing. <laughs> All right. But John, 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 and this guy comes up to me. He was the manager of the hotel that I was staying at that I made friends with when I first arrived at the hotel. He was climbing the mountain to give me his coat because he thought I was going to be cold in the climb. Wow. He climbed an hour to catch and and faster than me to give me that coat. Right? That's how you, your your present moment, how you treat people, how you act in this moment determines the experience you're going to have. The follow-through that you do determines the experience you're going to have. If you're not willing to think, you know, thought, word, and deed, think it, do it, and say it. Think it, do it. Think it, say it, and do it. Think it, say it, and do it. it, it, and do it. Thought, word, and deed. If you're not willing to do those three things, then you're you're creating nothing into your life, because th- that's the steps right there. Thought, word, and deed. I feel like we're getting such great tidbits out of this as well. Besides the the main things we're talking about, um, <laughs> and I got to ask, okay, before we move on to number five. Okay, I yeah. got to ask. You said movies. Is, is there any movies that we would recognize you in? Uh, probably not, because most of the movies I worked on, I was behind the scenes technical. Mm-hmm. Um, the only only one that I really have any screen time on, um, and you, I don't know if you'd recognize me, because I had long hair and I was yeah. you know hundred pounds later or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a long time ago. It was a movie called California with Brad Pitt, spelled with a K. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Pitt played a serial killer, and David Duchovny was in it. Yep. And mm-hmm. I was I was in a couple of scenes in that one oh, um but i what'd you say uh, i said okay i'm gonna have to go back and you know, watch rewatch the movie because i've seen the movie <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm in there yeah um uh, the bar scene especially i'm in okay when you see the bar scene i'm i'm especially in that one uh, I and for my van is in that scene too the van i was talking about is <laughs> the walk Made around the front of the, the... bar there's a Big old beat up black van with all this stuff tied on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> that was the that's the actual van huh? Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. They they actually did. They had this idea of um, doing a, doing almost a, a comedic moment with that van. They were they were going to put people behind it, rocking it <laughs> like people were in it, <laughs> and uh, they decided it was too humorous for the actual the actual uh, <laughs> movie, oh. <laughs> which was a horror movie, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, I got it. So <laughs> you're on social media. I saw I've been to your Facebook, and you mm-hmm. have your website. Where else can people find you on social media? Uh, ma- mainly LinkedIn. Uh, I do a, you know, because I'm I work mainly in corporate world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, on, on on Facebook, I have uh, the Corporate Action Hero page. Right. Um, link, LinkedIn, I do a lot of work out of because I'm doing a lot of that corporate stuff. Like I said, my website. Is really, really the only real other place. I, I, I've done Twitter. I'm not really good at it. Um, I don't <laughs> you know, understand but, it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, so, I, I'm but everywhere yeah, and you, I can't stand most of it. So the, be- the best way to actually see my stuff is YouTube. Okay. Find me on YouTube, Corporate Action Hero. You search Corporate Action Hero, those three words together, you find me. All right. Period. In fact, if you put Corporate Action Hero in Google, mm-hmm. you're going to get three or four pages of me. Nice. So, yeah, I'm there. The magic of SEO, right? You worked that one out. Yeah, for well, sight. and it's the magic of everyday vlog. Oh, okay. Because because the idea of an everyday vlog, um, YouTube is owned by Google, mm-hmm. and the third thing on every on every Google page is a video. And so, if you put the right words in your in your YouTube, <laughs> you get there. Then you get picked up. The Magic SEO. I'm having to learn all this as I get started in this all. So.
1: I'll tell, I, you I so, I'll tell you another, another quick on secret, that. and
0: some of your your guests might, some of your listeners might like it as well. Hmm. If you put it on YouTube mm-hmm. and then you link it in your vlog on your website, you've created a an internet footprint and you have more reach on the internet. Okay. So the more places you can link it. That's why I post it on LinkedIn, I post them on Facebook, I, t- I post the I post them all over the place from YouTube, because that internet footprint mm-hmm. makes you. Easily searchable and findable. Nice. Okay. I, I just want to make sure that I did not forget that because I want everybody able to find you. I'm enjoying this conversation and this interview. It's awesome. This is incredible information. And uh, I, I wanted to make sure I, I made sure everybody could find you before we got wrapped up. The in website's it the best. The website's the, the website's best. The website's the best. Corporate, corporateactionhero.com. Okay. That's the best. By the way, that that, that uh, free gift page. uh mm-hmm. It ends with .HTML. Yes. So it's .html. Slash, Yeah. You have to put the .HTML on the end or, or you won't get the page. Okay. Um, well, like I so, said, guys, that's going to be down in the links for the description for both the show notes and for the YouTube video. Get over there and get your free gift, guys. Free is not heard of these days, right? Everybody wants something, including your email. John just wants to give it to you. Yep. Get your yep. free gift. I will, I will. I will not ask you for anything on that page. You can go there and download it. All, All right, ready to go. And on to number five: flexibility, where most of us really suck. Right, we well, are. We well, are so it, rigid in setting our ways on things. And absolutely. See no absolutely. other. I said earlier, alternative. Right, I said earlier that that um, I got out of the bed because of Bruce Lee's book, mm-hmm. Daozi Kundo. Right. Bruce Lee said, "Be like water." And, you know, water crashes, and it can flow and whatever, all those sort of things. The idea of of being like water is that when something comes up that seems contrary to what you're trying to achieve, which always happens. Yeah, it always happens. There's there's never a time that it hasn't happened when you're going for a goal. Something always comes up. Oh, always, right? always, always. So in that moment, it's how you act in that moment. And I, listen, I said act. I did not say react. I I want you to be an action hero, not a reaction zero, right? So if you think think about it this way, something comes up. If you set a goal for something and you're going for something and something comes up, what you need to think about is not that something came up. What you need to think about is that thing that came up only came up because it's something that I have to deal with to get to my goal. Stay focused on the goal, right? now. Anything that comes up either should be uh, incorporated, dealt with, or disregarded, right? That's all it is. Sometimes something comes up because, oh, I need to think about that to get my goal. I need to incorporate something that solves that problem to get my goal, right? Right. It might come up and say, oh, well, that doesn't matter. Push it aside, right? It also may be that, that it is something that just needs to be dealt with and done because it's the thing that will stop you from getting it, right? but it's it's in those moments of flexibility. Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee was a guy who um I one of the reasons why Bruce and I Bruce is one of my heroes is cuz Bruce was doing and you probably know this being a weightlifter uh he was doing something called a good morning squat. Uh, yes. You know what a good morning squat is? Mm-hmm. You hate them, right? I actually over enjoy him. them. I I yeah. you I've, I've been called a sadist. I actually enjoy them. Um, oh, yeah. The, well, the he more it sucks in the gym, so the more bad. I like it. And what's that? The more it sucks in the gym is generally what I like to do. So, <laughs> Well, he was doing his good morning squat, which every time I hear that, I think, yeah, that's what I have after coffee. <laughs> 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 but I mean, I mean the one with weights. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Bruce did the morning squat and damaged his back so bad, mm-hmm. he ended up in traction in the hospital. And it was in traction in the hospital when they they told him he would never be the best martial artist in the world, which was the goal he had set for himself. Right. He said he wrote his book while he was in traction in the hospital. And then he did every movie that we've ever seen him in afterwards. Mm -hmm. So even when he was unable to do the martial arts, he was still doing them in his mind. He was still doing he was still going for the goal. The obstacle that came up with Bruce was the obstacle of my back got da- damaged, right? right. And he, he lived the rest of his life with painkillers. It's, it's one of the reasons why he died is he, his painkillers interacted with another mm-hmm. uh, medicine he took and it, it caused a, a brain hemorrhage. Um, and so it's that idea. And, you know, he introduced the United States to, to nunchucks, right? right? And you think about what nunchucks are. They're two rigid objects, two ri- rigid things. And they don't work together until you put something flexible in between them. Right. Once you put something flexible in between them, you can do amazing things with checks, Right? You can go all kinds of crazy stuff. you know. And it, it, it literally is a metaphor for what I'm talking about. When something comes up, how, your mental process about what's coming up is what determines the outcome that you're, you're going for. You, know, you can't let things come up into your life and stop your momentum unless you choose to go do it something different. Something may come up and you go, oh, well, oh, or maybe I should have done that. You know, you're allowed to move. You're allowed to change. You know, it's like when you're when you're a restaurant, you say, hey, waiter, can I have the ice cream? And they go, "Okay," and they're off to the kitchen and halfway to the kitchen, you yell across. Hey, I changed my mind. I I want tiramisu. Right. You're going to get the tiramisu because you changed your mind. Yeah. Right. It's your mind that's important. So mental flexibility. Is, is the key here it, it, it really is your physical body you know for me personally with my back injury mm-hmm. i had to have the mental flexibility to say okay this was an issue and then for me to solve this issue I'm going to follow through and stretch my muscles and do my back and you know and do all these those fo- it all ties together you know fearlessly focus with follow through with flexibility that, that flexibility lot, <laughs> ties in what would you say so, you say that a lot. I, I, I was do laugh laughing tell. how fast you could go through it. Like, wow, you can <laughs> tell you've said that a lot of times. Uh, I've done it, said it thousands of times. Um, but that, fle- that flexibility is one of those things that, that is important because even though we're on the fifth F and the last of the, fi- of the five Fs, mm-hmm. even in flexibility, you're still dealing with the first F. You're still dealing with something coming up, and are you going to be fearful about it? Are you gonna go fearlessly, focus, you know, with faith oh, yeah. and follow through? So it it's it's a cyclical thing, but it if you can stay stay in the idea that, that life is about motion, you know, we're constantly in motion. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been able to achieve so many different things in my life because I understand that life is motion. And when you look at a a, a river in the in the wild or a creek on a mountainside that's moving fast. That water in that creek is healthy and alive and oxygenated. Right. But the second you take that same water and you stick it in a puddle and stop it from moving, it becomes poisonous and stagnant and filled with uh, insect eggs and it becomes nasty. Right. Because the lack of motion caused stagnation. So in your life, you're constantly moving towards something. If you if you set a big goal and you reach the big goal, your next job is to set another goal. It's not to sit on your laurels. Yeah, you know, I, I I just recently spoke on a podcast for seniors. It's called uh, it's called uh, re re, re, not re it's it's like it's a it's a play on the words of rejuvenate, but it's it's for for older folks. Mm-hmm. And the question that I was given to me was, you know, what do you say about these people who retire and don't know what to do with the rest of their life? Well, I know some people who retire and are dead within a year. Yeah, And I know some people who have retired and had big, exotic, crazy adventures the rest of their life, right? Because they understand motion. They understand that they're supposed to stay in motion. I think that's a failing for a lot of people at this point is they don't understand that life normalcy in life, the only thing, the natural position of life is motion, right? Right. Change is the natural state of life. The only really natural state of life. And, and check this out. I mean, no, no great, no great outcome has ever been achieved without change. Right. No, I mean, so if, if you're sitting in your moment, you're not happy with your moment. Right. You got to set a new goal and change it or you're going to stay in that moment, stay in that experience. Right. So you have to stay in the place of, you know, I, I'm going to set my fear aside. I'm going to focus on what I'm doing. I'm going to have fearlessly focus with faith and have faith in the outcome. Now I'm going to take my actions. And if something tries to stop my actions, I'm going to stay flexible and keep my actions moving forward. And so and that's a simple that's a simple process. It's based in the brain science. It's based on how we hack the fight or flight response, because you start with that first breath you take to release that fear. You've now hacked your fight or flight response. And once you've hacked your mind, hacked your fight or flight response, mm-hmm. now what's happening is you're going a whole different path and you're creating a whole different motion and a whole different momentum. John, I think this information is going to help a lot of people. I think this is a really important thing to share. Um, I'm I'm so grateful that you're taking the time with us today. What is next for you? Uh, well, of course, <laughs> COVID is interesting. I am right now creating uh, online courses. Uh, they'll be up probably within the next six months or so. I'm really making sure that Whatever I put out, it's got to have um, real value. Um, when you see that this 5F workbook, that workbook is not like a lot of the other workbooks that are filled with you know, tons of lines for you to fill out. There are pages that have lines, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of information in that workbook. And it guides you through the process of assessing your life as as far as the 5Fs itself. But um, for me, I'm I'm working on my virtual stuff. I'm working on a lot of stuff. And... To give somebody, to give you guys encouragement about the state of COVID 19 right now mm-hmm. and the state of the mindset of people out there working in the world. Uh, in the past week, I have had, uh, I think, about five calls about speaking. So people are starting to become very confident in the fact that we're coming back. And so that confidence will build in, in the society and we'll come back and we'll, we'll come through it. You know, there's, there's never been in, in our world right now and uh, the world that we live in. There's never been something that we haven't come through. And this is just one more. You know, it's a long one. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah. But, but we're going to come through this just fine. And we're going to come out the other side. As long as we can all stay, you know, don't get into our fears about it. You know, stay set our fears aside and just focus on something new. That's what I did. And that's why I'm now, I will have these, these programs that are coming out within the next six months, because of the fact that I was able to go. Okay. This happened. What am I doing now? Yeah. Stay flexible. Here here I am. I, I still have yeah. something to share. How do I change the format to make it work in this new environment that I've got to deal with until we can well, check, go back check to this, this other out, one? Though, because, because at the end of this COVID-19 thing, I'm mm-hmm. going to come out of this with <laughs> more speaking gigs, more live speaking gigs, mm-hmm. and online programs. My virtual programs, my interviews, my—I'm uh, getting ready to create a podcast myself, right? And so it's—it's it's like I'm going to come out of this with—with with many more things to offer, and many more profit centers. And so, I mean, I just took COVID nineteen and I made it a profitable thing for me. It, it's funny because uh, so the episode that's going live on YouTube tomorrow—it um, was my first episode of the season was uh about you know six things to be more successful in 2021. Mm. And it's based on like 2020 with all the horrible going on was actually not a bad year for me personally. Mm. Um I feel like I've actually come out of 2020 better off than what I went into in 2020 because it mm. made me start to stretch and reimagine mm-hmm. some things and cons- consider other options and explore other avenues and uh so, yeah, that, that's the episode that's coming out on YouTube. It's already out on airs. So well, well, you know why? Hmm. It's because you're great in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely making a t shirt. <laughs> John, thank I you am for sharing with us today. I, I'm so grateful for you reaching out and getting to do this with you. Guys, be better tomorrow because of what you do today. My name is Brent. I am the Fellow Man. This is John Davis, the corporate action hero. Go check him out, and we'll see you next time.
1: This has been the Fallible Man Podcast. Your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show. Head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.